Tune in every Wednesday at approximately 6.35 p.m. for Leadership Unlearned with your host, Maxine Atong, as she invites you to suspend all that you believe and know about leadership. We challenge you to take this unlearning journey with us as we reframe leadership for our reality and to serve our vision as Caribbean people. For more information, follow Maxine Atong on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Maxine Atong or call 724-7642. Welcome to Leadership Unlearned. In this program, we examine and explore leadership as it occurs in three levels of systems. One, as the self. Two, as it relates to the groups that you may lead and three as it relates to leading within a larger system for example an organization when i speak about leadership i am not only speaking about a role that you may have in an organization or a company i am extending and embracing leadership wherever it may exist for you it may exist as the head of a family as your role in a community as your role in a church and even within your football team I am Maxine Atong. I am a Gestalt trained certified professional facilitator and a PCC level executive coach. I also work with companies as an organizational development consultant. I partner with leaders who want to create self-managing teams so that leaders can focus on their strategic objectives. In today's program, I want to talk about an issue that is being bandied around in the national system. It is a tale of two doctors, and most of us would be familiar with this story. So there is a young intern, female, identifies as Afro-Caribbean doctor, and there is an older male, very successful, identifies as Indo-Caribbean doctor. How are these two people similar? They're similar because they were both recorded making racist statements. How are they dissimilar? Because the medical board immediately fired the intern and the medical board is now bandying around whether or not they should fire the doctor. My concern here today is not about whether they should fire or should not fire. My purpose for speaking about this issue is that issues like these may be present in your organization. And so therefore, as leaders, how do we a prevent these occurrences and two how do we deal with these occurrences going forward so just imagine that this took place in your organization young woman identifying as afro-caribbean who's just starting her career has made a misstep and of course your hr leaders your leaders whoever she reports to has been totally upset by this and they have fired her and just imagine within your organization there's a senior leader who has committed the same offense and now you're wondering whether or not you should fire this person so what does that look like to people who are looking on as it happens and i know some of you in your organizations you have seen similar issues play out how did it feel for you were you happy with your organization were you proud of your organization i mean i've seen this play out in organizations for different reasons and it never leaves a good taste in my mouth. In fact, I just look at it as a situation of isms. So let's start with the obvious. The obvious one for me is ageism. This is a young person who started out in her career, most likely doesn't have a lot of networks, and therefore 
as a young person she is at the bottom of the totem pole it happens in organizations we treat younger people differently from the way we treat older people so that's the first problem that i'm seeing and then of course i am a woman then i have to wonder about sexism is it because she was female she's being held to different standards for most of my listeners who are females you know what it's like to navigate an organization you know what it's like sometimes that the things that you say are being treated as being hysterical nobody listens to you a man will take what you're saying he will mansplain it the idea will be his we've been there as females so sexism is a very real thing for us we live in a multi-ethnic society and therefore whenever there is different treatment of people who look differently the question of racism occurs is it that the medical board is saying we treat afro-caribbean people one way and we treat indo-caribbean people one way and that's a question only the board can answer i don't know the answer and the fourth bit is about cronyism because this is an established successful doctor the conclusion may be made that he is friends or at least associates or highly regarded by the members of the medical board the younger doctor who is now starting out who does not have any experience she definitely is not friends with people at the medical board level so the issues for us in our organizations are how do we treat people who are more experienced and those who are less experienced do we give older senior members who we see as contributing more do we give them a bligh when they mess up and are we harsh and immediate with our treatment with younger people with younger people so what does this do to an organization for all of the people who are looking on one there's an immediate loss of credibility there is nothing that you can tell me if you are treating people differently because it will just be a matter of time when it's my turn so how do we work with an organization that lacks credibility people become very cagey people watch what they say all the time and nobody relaxes does it affect the quality and performance in the organization it most definitely does when organizations treat people differently we're really setting precedents we are saying that the precedent that the medical board set whether or not they were aware is that if it is you are recorded making racial statements the treatment will be immediate and swift and you will be debarred so when the medical board did that to the young doctor the public expectation is that if a senior doctor does it and he is recorded doing it that he will be of course debarred as well and since this does not happen it brings the board into conflict because it means that some people will be saying this should be done some people will be saying that will be done so in our organizations when we treat people differently we open the organization to conflict lack of credibility and of course the legal action on either side so we're going to take a break and after the break we will talk about some remedies to limit this in organization so I have to go in the bank to pay some bills. Mom, remember we're going to sign you up for Republic Online and Republic Mobile. But but don't I still need to go to the bank to sign up? <laughs> no, Mom. Republic Bank made it even easier for us to sign up. Just visit republicteach.com 
click the Republic online sign up banner, follow the instructions, and you're good to go. No need to visit the bank when you can use Republic Online and Republic Mobile. Pay bills, transfer funds to any local bank or to any Republic Bank account. Check balances and more anywhere at any time. Take advantage of Republic's convenient sign-up process and do your banking from home. Log on to republictt.com and find out how easy it is to sign up today. Republic Bank, we're the one for you. So before the break, we were sharing the tale of what's going on in the national system. This issue around the two medical doctors who both were recorded making racist and derogatory statements. And of course, the different treatment that is being meted out to both of them. So what are the cures when this happens in our organizations? You know, policies and procedures need to be followed. If the policy and procedure is documented, then all the isms need to be thrown out the window. When it is that organizations deviate from policy and procedures, organizations are setting precedents. And precedents will always trump the policy and procedures. So once it is we deviate from the written policy and procedures and we set precedents, we know that every time this situation occurs, ignore the policy and procedure, go with what we have done before. If we don't do that, then organizations open themselves to be accused of all sorts of isms. And who wants that? I think too, in, in a lot of our organizations, we're very good at turning a blind eye. Just think about it. You are a leader in an organization and every time there is a job offering, it's only one type of person who walks in. Maybe we only hire one sex. We only hire people who identify with a certain ethnicity and we only identify people who look or talk or went to the same schools. What is your role as a leader when you notice this? There must be an examination of the gatekeepers of the organization. If you're saying that your organization is fair and has equity and your hiring practices are fair, and when you look around the organization, you can see that all the new recruits are more or less looking the same, then you have failed as a leader because you need to audit that gatekeeping process. It only takes one gatekeeper to mess up the fairness of your organization and who is auditing that gatekeeper. So this is a challenge to all organizations and to all leaders to really do an audit and see who's being hired and why it is they're being hired to ensure that you are fair and there's equity in your hiring processes. So of course, if you ever ask for pictures of people before they're hired, you know that something is wrong with your hiring practices. I think too the call is how do we treat people who are younger in the organization and have less experience. If it is that they are getting the brunt of all the criticisms, if they're being blamed for everything that is wrong, then what are we doing? You know, a lot of times older people do not understand younger people. And that's fine because every 10 years, the behavior changes, the generation changes, the things that we hold on to as valuable may not seem valuable to younger people. And how are we integrating younger people in our organizations? Are we just blaming and shaming them? Are we just saying they're different and therefore we just throw our hands up in the air? The reality is that the people who are 30, who are behaving differently from what you behaved as when you were 30, they are future leaders. So how are we molding and working with their idiosyncrasies to make sure that the organization goes on? It's bigger than we are. Let's not get down the rabbit hole of 
young people and how differently they behave let's find a way to work with them and of course in organizations we should not be tolerating any type of discrimination we need to work those things out because it really impacts the credibility of our organization i'm thinking about this doctor himself and the fact that he actually employs people and i'm just wondering about what is that work environment like if somebody who behaves like that is your leader and i know some of us have been there i've been there myself how does that feel it doesn't feel good so i know that the doctor issued an apology and only he would know whether or not he was being sincere and an apology we know is words when it is that we have offended people we need to make amends so of course what amends do we make as leaders when we mess up what do we do differently how do we make a commitment going forward that will really show people that we have erred in our ways that we really regret it and this is the way we're trying to go forward differently and of course that's not really a question for the good doctor that's a question for all of us in our lives as leaders and i would say for leaders who really are struggling and are really stuck in a place of where they are accustomed being derogatory where it is that they don't treat people well i would say some of us need to get feedback whatever mechanisms it is a friend who you trust colleagues that you trust just a blind survey to check yourself i think that all of us need to do that we need to check ourselves need to see how our behavior is impacting others and the things that we say just in joke or in passing to understand that these things have lasting and negative effect on others so of course i'm a coach i would suggest that some people get a coach it really works if you could find somebody who works well with you and so that brings us to the conclusion of today's program and of course it really saddens me that our senior professionals behave in this manner and that is a choice and i would like to encourage everybody who's listening to this program to make a different choice yes i know some of you have done really well and i celebrate you some of you have loads of cash and i celebrate that as well and i'm asking all of you what is the impact that you want to leave behind with the people who work with you and could possibly look up to you you are a leader let's put on our leadership mantle and let's do a little bit better so thank you for listening and of course my intention with this program is to light your leadership spark that resides within you so that together we can make a change to this organization i'll take this opportunity to extend an invitation to you for the call to creativity program which is about rekindling your joy your passion and your love for life this is a program for women and it runs from february 2021 to march 2021 if you don't know what to get that person who has everything then give her this gift she will appreciate it if you're interested in finding out more about the program send me a note at my website maxineatong.com thanks once again for listening Tune in every Wednesday at approximately 6:35 p.m. for Leadership Unlearned with your host Maxine Atong as she invites you to suspend all that you believe and know about leadership. We challenge you to take this unlearning journey with us as we reframe leadership for our reality and to serve our vision as Caribbean people. For more information, follow Maxine Atong on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. 
Instagram at Maxine Atong or call 724-7642.